sex is a whole lived experience mm. and that's often the way that I like to work in looking at, yes, sex can be seen as a physical act of naked bodies mm. or a body coming together, but it, it's so much more than that. Hi guys, this podcast explores the importance of our connection, well-being and mental health. To reason with someone is to motivate them to do or accept topics, ideas and issues through discussion and having conversations. This podcast is for those that want to raise their awareness, change their perspective or just have a good time. My vision is to help people find reason to live, to grow and to understand. I do that through this podcast as well as counselling individuals that want to help themselves. No, no, no. No, he needs to know. I just think he's gonna talk and it's gonna make a lot of sense. Hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. One man. One podcast. Three, two, one. Reason with me podcast, episode seven. It's time! Welcome back. Another episode today. I am super excited about this one. It is another interview. If you haven't picked up already, season two is all about interviews. I'm trying to interview innovative and out there um, people that are working in some really awesome fields and working in some really important stuff. And then asking them how that relates back to our connection, our mental health, and our well being. Now, I'm pretty intimidated by today's guest and, and, and maybe I'm more intimidated by the topic. The topic is, is something we always talk about. It's always reflected on. It's always in the back of a lot of people's minds. Yet there's still this stigma and this awkwardness and this like, ooh, factor. So I wonder if you've picked up what, what it is we might be talking about today. But I would like to introduce the first girl, the first woman of the podcast today, I am honored to introduce Georgia. Georgia is a certified Australian sex coach. She applies a client-centered approach in supporting individuals, couples, and groups to become more aware of their bodies, their sex, and their sexuality. Georgia develops online and tech-based programs, works with sex tech companies and sex-positive brands, and is the Australian ambassador for WeVibe, an innovative company that designs and manufactures world-leading couples and solo vibrators. She runs monthly workshops, presents on a range of topics Australia-wide, and is a qualified journalist, writes a column for GQ, amongst other titles, and has published a book on masturbation called The Pleasure Journal. I am hoping you start to understand, I guess, why there's some intimidation here, Um, but I am so excited to talk with Georgia. She's such an amazing person. And I hope that you can reason with me and reason with Georgia to see if you can get something out of today into what we're discussing. All right, Georgia, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Um, So we'll get straight into it. I want to know who the hell are you and what do you do? (laughs) Oh, good question. Sometimes I ask myself that too. (laughs) I am a sex coach. So I support people in learning more about their bodies and other people's. I work with individuals, couples and groups um, in session and 
in workshops um, mm-hmm. as well as my my luckily my business and my work is moving online um, which is sort of great to be in mm. that position in this time whereby I'm running online courses I've just developed an online course for couples um, but then I also have a, an interest in sex tech so sex tech is any technology that is essentially used to support people in exploring or celebrating sex, sexual wellness. Um, My specific interest is, of course, in like the coaching aspect and how we can use sex tech to educate and support and learn more. But then also I work with brands and companies and, and toys and looking at how that can integrate into experiences. So sex tech, is that toys? Tell me, what, is that one, I'm, I'm getting that right? It's the toy side thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. so toys is an aspect of it. Yeah. So sex tech is dating apps, it okay. is coaching and therapy um, delivered by artificial intelligence. It is absolutely toys. Um, it even extends to sex bots. So, um, yeah, you're right in, in that assumption or the idea that it is toys mm-hmm. but it is also so much more than that too great well cool I'm, I'm excited to open my mind up a little bit about that i think i know some things but obviously there's always <laughs> new things to learn which is also i think um being able to be online as well is obviously huge at the moment um definitely for me and a big part of why this podcast is starting so i'm glad that that's that's working out for you as well and and a great way for people to still access things when I mean, we're all at home you know especially if you've got a partner at home, you know, it's a lot of time to be doing exploration, right? Yeah, for sure. And that I think uh, the word that you use access and accessibility around this work, I think is really important and is what excites me about what technology and what the online spaces can create because Mm. I work in my, I work in Sydney. I run lots of workshops um, in the city and not a lot of people can get to that, whether that yeah. is through proximity of based on where they live, but yeah. also looking at financial um, issues. Mm. Like not a lot of people can afford to do 10 sessions with a sex coach or a sex therapist. Mm. So finding ways that we can create products like an online course that people can take these learnings and these lessons into their home with themselves or with a partner and learn but then really integrate it and Mm. practice it and feel the lessons and feel the inquiries together so yeah accessibility is a huge part of of what excites me in this space yeah so i'll ask you the next question but it you can just burn through this one but i do i'm really interested so i know that you you started in um corporate world doing doing something else and then found your way into this so now doing the work that you're doing as a sex coach where do you where do you pull your strength from um to do the work that you do now Mm, this is a that's a really powerful question and thank you you know (laughs) so yeah you can tell you're in this work um and it, it is challenging and i often have people reach out to me and ask 
you know, I love, I love what you're doing. I love the way it looks. It looks so much fun. It looks so much, so exciting. You get so many free toys um, and they want to sort of follow this path. And, you know, that's really exciting. We need lots of people in this work and we need diversity in this work from all genders, all ability, all orientation, all colour, background, all of that. Mm. And another thing that people should really consider is that when doing this work, you know, it's, sure it can look great and exciting um but it is heavy and yeah. it is hard and we are still working in a space that there is a lot of taboo and shame and stigma there are a lot of regulations around how i can communicate around how i can put my work out there um and i'm working with some pretty heavy issues day to day whether they are my clients who I can take them through a process or whether it's people who are just sort of messaging me on Instagram, which of course I'm open to, but they're, they're really heavy topics and often trauma comes up and often a lot of anxiety and stress around these issues. So mm. I have many different ways that I cope and that I process. I'm a part of two supervision groups that, that I meet with every um month okay. i also uh, get therapy i commit to receiving therapy because it is important and even if it's me going and feeling really happy and proud and excited because i have my own business it, it's even important for me to have the access to celebrate it with the therapist too so yeah it's not easy it is hard and it is consistent work for mm -hmm. myself so that i can show up the people yeah. that I work with. I mean, I guess reading reading some of your stuff, the the passion just sings through the way that you write. So I think that's a probably uh, what I pick up on is is the strength that you pull from just your own drive and and love for the work that you do as well. So that's really yeah. cool, and we'll we'll get to a little bit more of that self care side of things in a bit. So, um, Georgia, reason reason with me and and the audience, why why is it that um, doing the work that you do, how and why is that so important in terms of someone's um, connection with themselves and their overall well-being, and then even how mental health plays a part in all of that? It's, it's definitely a dynamic question, and I think this is really different for everyone. And if we're looking at sexual wellness as an umbrella, there could be many different um, aspects to it. So it could be the physical idea of sex it could be the emotional psychological or the erotic and the sensual mm. so they're just obviously four aspects and people may experience many many more but if something is you know slightly out of whack in how you're feeling in your body or how you're feeling in relating to people often i find with the people i work with it then affects everything else that mm. you are working through or struggling with something in regard to your ideas of sex, then it trickles into other things and it can become quite consuming. So if that is experiencing painful sex, then mm -hmm. it can affect your relationship and it affects how you relate to people. It affects how you feel in your body if you're experiencing pain every time you have sex. Okay. As well as um, other elements in that if you're discovering your sexuality 
and you're thinking about what you're attracted to, the kind of sex that you like or that you want to have. That's not just something that happens within sort of 20 minutes of that time that you have sex. Like sex is a whole lived experience Mm. and that's often the way that I like to work in looking at, yes, sex can be seen as a physical act of naked bodies Mm. or a body coming together, but it's so much more than that. And if you can get support to guide you through or to receive information so that you can then experience a really fulfilling relationship with your body and others, um, it can support how you move throughout Mm. the world. Yeah. That's, you're right. It's such a big topic. It's obviously, I think when I was looking um, through your work, I was like, how the hell do I pinpoint what I want to talk to Georgia about? Because it says just so many avenues. Um, I think the, the avenue that picked up a lot of interest for me is, is I guess what you're talking about before that, that shame and, and stigma around, um, you know, being intimate with yourself and, and I guess I want to hear your feedback on what does that mean with, in an overall sense with our connection to the self is when we're, we're unable to do things like that. What, what, mm. what, and you talk about a lot of um, the body and obviously our body and mind are so connected is another massive um, aspect of your work, which I find really fascinating. But can you talk a bit more to that, that side of things? Mm. So, I guess when where shame comes into it is that ultimately we still live in a society and a culture where sex is shame shameful. Mm. So that those messages start at a really really young age mm. where you know a young child is exploring their body, putting their fingers in their nose, pulling their hair, maybe touching their genitals because it feels good. But as soon as they're seen to be touching their genitals, someone will say you can't touch there. You're not allowed to do that. Stop doing that. So they're Mm. reprimanded from a really young age to see that, you know, that that's not the right thing to do. I mean, that is just one example of the many, many, many different ways that sex is shamed and taboo, even looking at our education system that still teaches abstinence. It teaches do not have sex. Um, And we know from lots of research that that is not an effective way to, I mean, if their goal is to stop kids from having sex, anytime you say don't do something, they're going to want to do it because Mm -hmm. they want information about it. We can see that from the Scandinavian models of education that do teach about pleasure, touch, gender, diversity, everything, orgasm Mm -hmm. when it comes to sex. And they're, young people are less likely to coerce others into unwanted sex. They're less likely to be coerced. They delay having sex. They have more pleasurable sex. So the the benefits of educating are so valuable, but still because we live in, in shame and fear of exploring and expressing mm. and teaching and educating about sex, it will mean that people will contract STIs and have lots of sex with lots of different people, yeah. um, which still yeah, isn't. Even, <laughs> and even that coming into it, sort of providing really powerful and empowering education that isn't fear-mongering around STIs because people will get STIs. They're very common. Um, 
and that has a shame around it too that I work with a lot of people mm. that you know contracting herpes or uh, having an gonorrhea or an STI of some kind is seen as something that is so awful and traumatic for lots of people and it's also really common so how can we rid ourselves of these stigmas and this shame and provide information so that when things do happen we're equipped with the skills in knowing how to navigate it mm. yeah i think i think i'm so mindful of our of our brief time we have together but i think that's such an important and amazing topic and and hopefully opening up some of the the initial thoughts for some people to to explore a little bit more about that but i want to I know you've probably got so many thousands of stories, but do you have a story in particular where you've seen like a really amazing liberation from, from someone where, where they've, you know, found themselves in a little bit more? Is, is that something that you have in your little inventory of all the clients you've seen that you could share with us? For sure. I mean, and it's kind of hard to narrow that down to yeah. one because, I mean, I, I guess a story or a process that I really enjoy is that when I run my workshops, um, say, for example, uh, I'll have 50 people coming to a workshop and my most popular one is on um, pleasure for women or people with vulvas, talking about orgasm, sexuality, sexual self-confidence. And 50 people will come into the room and there will be a heightened sense of nervousness and a little bit of stress and a little bit of anxiety, mm -hmm. not really knowing what to say or how to relate to people around them. And then after two hours of sharing and learning and relating and hearing and holding space and having space held for them, yeah, it's an, a remarkable shift to see how easy that is to to be in a space and to create a space that holds the container for that and what mm. it can do to change how people feel, how grounded they are, mm. how equipped and hopefully empowered to continue exploring after. And that's why I love group learning because sure I can get up and I can speak about, you know, all the things that I've learned, which is useful, but we all have sexual careers and there's so much use in in learning from groups and learning from others because it provides great diversity in how we learn and how we speak about sex. Mm. Wow, that's that's so good. I think that this that example is it's so powerful when you can bring not just in that one-on-one -on -one individual setting, but you can get that experience of holding the space for someone and many in the, in that group environment. It's so cool that that, that happens in a fifty. 50 people room and they're anxious and excited and not sure and awkward, you know, and then you get them and there's that shift in their body and energetically and then they, whoo, it's okay. Whatever I'm doing, I feel safer. Yeah. That's so great that you can get that in a, in a big setting. So I'll ask you one, one last question and then I'll probably um, get some of your feedback from some other stuff and I'll add in later. Um, what I know you mentioned um, supervision being, big part and your own therapy and I think that every single therapist should be getting their own therapy to doing their own work especially when we're working with vulnerable and traumatized people there's a little bug flying around my face <laughs> um, 
But what, what, what do you do? What's your main thing that you do for self-care? And what, what's something that's non-negotiable for you? Hmm. I, I mean, I have a few non-negotiables. I move every day. So, yeah, that looks like exercise, I guess. Um, I bring my awareness to my breath and grounding I am really I have a strong practice of embodiment um, whether that is a few moments of just being conscious of my breath um, or whether that is something else depending on the time um, and I try to receive as much touch as I can and that's been pretty tough at the moment but yeah. touch is really grounding for me and it's really comforting and it, and it supports me in feeling um, in my body so those those three things are possibly my go-to and and if I know something's a bit off it's because I haven't had enough of one of them yeah and I think that that wisdom that you have to know that is is so important well we might we might pause it there just because of of our time together but I just want to say it's been such a pleasure and I hope that we can have another conversation and and hopefully broaden up some of this discussion in my show notes page online and I'll, I'll, I'll plug a bit of that stuff and get that from you um, after this, if that's okay. But yeah, honestly, yeah. thank you so much. It's been such an awesome little quick um, information. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, my pleasure. It's been so great to chat and I'd love to come and speak to you again about a different topic if you wish. Yeah. All right. Thanks so much. My pleasure. So that's Georgia. What an awesome quick chat I had with her. And I am definitely keen to hear more from her. So if you are also keen to hear more from her, like hit me up. Um, she, like she said, I got to hold her to that. She's keen to get on the podcast again. And and um, we sort of talked about a lot of broad topics with, with her. And, and oh, there were so many gems that we could have discussed further. So what a great start to a potential amazing set of things that we can discuss now what i would normally ask her is what a go-to book is and she's she's given me um probably her go-to book and her favorite book to read that i guess is important for her emily nagoski come as you are i'm not sure if i'm saying her last name right emily nagoski that's that's as good as i'm gonna get it but um come as you are um i'm gonna put that up on the on the website if, if you're interested in reading that book and um also if you're if you're interested in some of the stuff that that george is doing at the moment also on my website findreasontherapy.com i've got all the access to 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 her she's running really cool workshops at the moment and they're up and coming um and you can also get her on instagram and her instagram name is gspot so She's just posted some really cool posts just recently, just um, on all things, all things sex and all things education and how you can just find such little gems out of all the things that she talks about. So again, you can get on G-Spot, you can go onto her website as well, which I will link in my website. And yeah, if you want to go to one of her workshops or reach out to her, that is the easiest way. I... I'm so stoked with today and I can't wait to hear the next guest we have on the podcast. If you haven't checked out the other episodes, go back, subscribe, follow, like, and then email me, findreasontherapy, gmail.com, 
if you have any thoughts, concerns, issues, want to raise some things on the podcast, or want to hear some different stuff on this podcast, let me know. Thank you so much again for tuning in, guys, and I will see you next week. Do you want to find out more about how therapy can help you kick some goals? Go check out findreasontherapy.com.au or the Find Reason Therapy Instagram page. 